0: what is up everybody holy crap we have a massive episode for you guys today and for us for everybody out there thank you guys so much for being here uh we're already ahead of last week chat's working so shout out to the chat that that's a massive improvement how are you doing buff
1: really good man really good looks like my internet may be kind of on the bad side right now the way the way the uh video is looking on my end but hopefully it'll correct itself but yeah doing pretty good had a good uh good fourth of july weekend and yeah we have a lot to talk about for not only call of duty Modern warfare 2 but uh a lot of different games so i'm excited to get into it
0: yeah it should be good i actually set the bitrate wrong uh, ah, so hopefully okay. i can change that part way through and that so should help clear me. it up a little okay. bit. No, it's definitely me. Uh, okay. I don't know if you can change there it a is. bit. Does there that look is. better?
1: It, yeah, perfect. Okay.
0: Yeah, got it. Ooh, man, the production team. Guys, if that is the worst mess up we have tonight, we're going to be absolutely killing it today. We have a yeah. lot of stuff to cover. We have a, a, like a whole bunch of stuff to look at on screen. So the production team is going to be working uh, overtime tonight.
1: Extra busy. But, for sure. Yeah, but
0: yeah, man. How was your Fourth of July? Well, yeah, that was first. Yeah, it was. It
1: was good. I I uh, was out on my buddy's boat. We went up north uh, to my buddy's camp. So out on the boat, have some really nice like lounge chair floaties where you're partially like submerged in water. So we get we anchored out there, submerged in our little floaties, and uh, got some really good sun and some beers. Float out there for many hours, did some uh what would we play? Some cornhole. yeah, I got a lot of sun. So I'm definitely, I mean, if there's a Top Gun three coming out anytime soon, like I'm ready for any beach scene right now. So sign oh Yeah,
0: you'd probably be in there. Hashtag (laughs) invite buff. That's right. (laughs) Get it out there, get it trending. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, I just I went and visited my folks. It was good to see them and like. Uh, Any holiday with my family, it turned into pretty much Thanksgiving. Uh, We just had a ton of food. My dad smoked a bunch of ribs and brisket and stuff, so Uh, I ate. That sounds
1: awesome.
0: Ate so much, and then we went and watched fireworks and uh, had a couple good cigars. It was all cool. One day, my dream is to be able to have uh, a, a filter system in here so I can smoke cigars while we talk about video games. I think that would be amazing. One day. Hell yeah. One day. Have to save up like 17 years of youtube checks and i'll be able to pull that off <laughs> so yeah anyway guys thank you so much for being here let's get into the stuff because again this is another one of those weeks where i'm always like i don't know if there is enough content out there to talk about first person shooter shooter video games every week but it never ceases to disappoint we have so much stuff that's happened over the last week to talk about. Uh, sorry we missed yesterday, but we just kind of wanted to celebrate with our families today. We came back refreshed, ready to go. Uh, we got all the uh, the bourbon and seltzers out of our system, so we're uh, <laughs> we're feeling good over here. And uh, yeah, we'll get right into it. Uh, a couple super quick announcements. Again, shout out to the podcast listener. The show is a podcast. Uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing on all the major platforms, link in the description if you want to check that out. Also, check out Buff's channel since we're on my channel. We might do some lives on his uh, his channel eventually, maybe alternate or something like that. Uh, but that's going to be working, worked on in the future. Uh, but links to all his stuff is down in the description, so give him a follow. Uh, he does a lot of really awesome Uh, Unique content about modern warfare and uh, already about modern warfare, too So if you want to stay updated on that, uh, definitely check out his channel. It is good stuff Uh, Chat shout out like I said is actually working. So that's amazing chat is on the screen So you guys can chat and when people watch the VOD back you guys are part of the show I love the conversation down there. I appreciate it and the second most bestest dream that I have is to get 69 likes one day on one of these streams. <laughs> so we'll get it one day. So if you guys oh, hit we'll the like that. button, super, we'll super that. appreciate that. So yeah, let's let's do what we do here. And uh unfortunately, sorry, I'm bitter. Uh talk about the Battlefield 2042 one point one update. Did you get a chance to see what was going on with that?
1: I uh I watched your your video on it. So that's that's the context I have. I didn't read the pass notes or anything um but yeah i mean i i think we'll get into our our feelings on it here
0: (laughs) yeah it is a weird update and that's kind of how i approached my video um again i was really hoping and i said this on twitter i was really really hoping for that map rework kaleidoscope was supposed to come out part way through this season and now they're saying that's going to be in august and august is likely the last month of the season so these map reworks are going to be coming at the end of the season now and they said part way through i i don't know it's a little weird like how late they are with stuff all I've, of these yeah
1: like, especially because they have a full development team right everybody's working on the game so
0: exactly <laughs> what i was gonna say like all these things like don't stand up to what they said with everybody working on it more and more things happen less and less content and i start Mm. to uh side more with jeff grubb and tom Henderson about this being his skeleton crew because uh yeah this isn't a lot uh there's a lot of little updates and stuff like that i guess uh the main things like i talked about in the video that that are just worth mentioning i kind of messed up uh they originally i i said that they didn't nerf the 50 millimeter cannons on the choppers they actually did they didn't put it in the notes uh, they added that. Um, it was also kind of funny when they tweeted, they said that this was coming out in uh, June 6th. So they had the wrong date month on the tweet. So they had to fix that. And then uh, they're one of the strongest guns in the game is getting stronger. So the, the AS Val, as everyone else knows it as, instead of the BSVM or whatever they call it in this game, <laughs> got a, a bullet velocity and a headshot buff. They buffed all of the DMRs kind of as a whole. I don't know if they had some kind of uh, data on DMRs as the category not doing well, and they just buffed them across the board. But a lot of the the really good players um, are talking about how that's just incredibly bad and out of touch. I've seen a lot of tweets from people that are still playing the game quite a bit um, that are not impressed with that.
1: It's weird, too, because that's, that's really... Really, if we look at it, like that's the only primary weapon that actually came out, right? Excluding crossbows and all that. But um, it's one weapon. And of course, it's it's overpowered. I, I'm really just getting like really bad flashbacks to other games that we'll talk about later. When there's new <laughs> weapons introduced, they're just busted. And to have the developers buff them <laughs> is yeah. uh, makes and me I, cringe. I,
0: um, I, I definitely went there. Um, in the video and talked about how they're buffing these weapons that are in the battle pass to either make people play or unlock tears or or whatever, like taking a weapon out of COD's book in more way than more ways than one on that deal. Yeah. I feel like. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I thought was weird, but actually Justin uh, figured it out on Twitter and corrected me. Uh, they said they put a bunch of hazard zone notes in there. And I was like, wasn't hazard zone discontinued but they made a lot of tweaks and adjustments to hazard zone uh justin said i looked it up he was correct that that those changes were already in there but they didn't make the last patch notes so they put the changes from last time on to this time i don't understand
1: there's so many things i don't understand haven't they had a habit of doing that even back in battlefield 5 if i'm remembering correctly where they would they would make changes and they would just, would exclude them for the patch notes.
0: Yeah, I feel like they've always really struggled with communication of any type, including patch notes. Um, they've always been really hard for dice. Um, the other thing that I thought was a little bit strange, and I mentioned this in my video, I'm still I'm still salty that we haven't got like a, a core, a core feedback loop. Like they talked about specialist is gonna be next. And then nothing, and they said there were going to be multiple core feedback loops in the coming months, and they just like offed it, like they just decided, nope.
1: Yeah, which that, is so I, weird. I'm I'm really frustrated that we haven't heard for, about the specialist feedback yeah. because that's the number one thing I think um, the community is kind of waiting on. Right, is is something news wise about the specialists? So i mean what are they going to do i think the majority of the community just wants them gone to be honest so i think they're trying to figure out how they can how they can appease the community as well as still make money with the uh monetization aspect of the seasons but i mean they're in they're in a tough spot there but they definitely need to say something about it soon because i think everyone's getting really upset that they haven't said anything about what they're planning to do going forward
0: yeah it's so it's so weird how they haven't said um anything about that and they just like it's one thing if if it's not something that you want to pursue and continue but like tell us like if you just have to say the core feedback loops are something that is not going to help us at development of this time we're discontinuing those for now Mm -hmm. that's all you got to say like it sucks but at least acknowledge it man like i don't get it dude
1: it's also it's a little bit concerning too because i remember um uh was it tom henderson i believe maybe maybe said some things about what the current Prior to the bad reception of 2042, uh, they were planning on evolving the specialist system in the next title to more of a quote-unquote like hero style shooter and, and, you know, improving upon what they had done with this. Obviously, it would seem like those, that's not going to happen anymore, but also that's what we heard early on. Um, it'd be good to know that's not going to happen because <laughs> that's yeah. that would be very, very concerning. Um, I think they definitely need to make, they need to do something to get, the specialists back to the ordinary you know faceless soldier that we're all used to because that really is more is gives me the battlefield feeling especially you're playing the trailer in the background um there's some scenes here in this trailer where you have those no-name default soldiers and that's what i think everyone was pumped about with the trailer and there was obviously worries about specialists but you know when the game launched it was kind of shocking to me that you couldn't all just select and be an of generic soldier to start with or something so i I just don't think they implemented it correctly nor did they really think it through and
0: and my hope is going forward that they've already put out some job listings for developers for the new seattle studio with the former halo developer markets leto uh Mm -hmm. that's going to be a story driven uh studio working on like a campaign or more of a single player open world game is what it sounds like i'm hoping the specialists go live over there like telling stories of the specialists and having to be in a campaign, I think is pretty cool. Uh, you could tell the backstories and just go crazy with them um, mm-hmm. in a, in a campaign type single player game. And then, yeah, give us back the grunts. Uh, let us be like a nameless faceless engineer. That's just trying to do your part in the middle of a massive battle and mm-hmm. trying to pull, you know, pull stuff off, help your squad and and do the best you can is what I'm hoping for It's kind of what we all
1: we all wanted. Was, that's one of the cool things
0: I, about Battlefield.
1: Right. I, I kind of originally when this was the specialist thing was announced, I was I was thinking they were going to do similar to like Modern Warfare did with operators, right? Because they don't have any special abilities. Operators, you can still monetize them through the store, battle passes, things like that. And they look like they belong, you know, for the most part, if we're, if we're referencing like Modern Warfare, you had some skins out there, obviously, um, that were a little weird. But I, I always thought that was the best way for them to do it. And I've kind of been thinking about that ever since battlefield three and four days you could have like different default skins for your soldiers for um like navy seals you know delta uh, russian Spetsnaz, gru and for whatever the country they used to do a pretty good job of this back in battlefield 2 on pc that seems like it would have been the better way to go to go with this so i'm, I'm really curious what made them think they needed to go with the the specialists or hero type route with this one
0: yeah, I, I think they were just kind of chasing trends, and I feel like the financial department so of EA had more of a say on it than the developers did from mm-hmm. from what I just that's just my guess pulling it out of my butt. Yeah. That's what I think. But
1: I mean, with Apex Legends, right? It's kind of like that's kind of what it is, is it not? So yeah,
0: and that makes EA a buttload of money, as we've heard right. from the from the earnings mm-hmm. calls. They make it killing on that game, so I, yeah. I feel like they they, they will just do that again. Give us two mm-hmm. of those, you know, and yeah. and then it kind of got out of hand yeah not good didn't didn't feel like battlefield but like as far as content goes I i've said it before i really thought that those uh how do i say it those map reworks are vital to getting Mm -hmm. the game to playing better i think in spite of the specialist if you had really good maps the game would still play decent and I was, I am like begging them and wishing that they would get those out soon as they can, like as soon as they can, uh, -hmm. big fry said it. And I also said it like, as soon as it's blocked out, even if it still just has like the, the white and gray checkerboard on it. And it's not, it's not completely textured yet. Put that thing out there and get people to play it on it. I, I think doing one map rework at the end of the season, one at the a new map at the beginning And then one map rework at the end of the season is just not enough. And it's its not, I I don't know, it's not fair to the community either.
1: Yeah, it's exactly, someone, uh, the Bulletin said it in chat. We need a CTE, and that's exactly what I was just thinking of. The CTE, they would bring in those new maps with just zero textures and let the community, you know, in the CTE play through them and see how they played. Um, Obviously, you don't want to, release a zero texture map like that to the public um which is why they should still have a cte but at least you know i don't think i think you're right the map doesn't need to be completely finished but something's better than nothing but i mean that's easier said than done um it's just unfortunate we're kind of in this situation to begin with instead of uh the maps being done as we would have expected at launch
0: Yep. I hope, I hope they have a, a better way to take player feedback and stuff. And that that's honestly, I mean, the core feedback loop thing got me actually excited. Um, The way they took map feedback, there were a lot of really active uh, community members that put some really good detailed feedback forward. And they took yeah. that into account and they came back and said, this is what we're going to do with the maps. And then um, I also thought they were going to do that with specialists. Now I know the, the comments and stuff could have got a little toxic could have got a little colorful because uh, everyone has a strong opinion on specialists uh, one way or the other, mostly one way, let's be fair. Yeah. But they, <laughs> they could have, there's also been uh, some really good ideas put forward on how to tone them down, tone them mm-hmm. back and make them fit into a traditional class structure. And I was hoping that those points would get taken on the same way they did with the maps. And I, yeah, I'm I'm probably more bummed than I should be that they're completely ghosting us on the on the core feedback loops. But I I was just hopeful, and the way they just dropped it really sits sits bad with me.
1: And a lot of that specialist uh, reworks from the community. I remember that was done even before the game launched. If I'm remembering correctly, people were putting out things on Reddit as to how they should fit into classes and this and that. We've seen a lot of it since. I know some. Some people you've had on here before uh i joined had gone over that i think you i won't even try and remember the, the channels but um they've done a good job doing videos just going walking through that um but i agree i mean it is it is disappointing especially that they haven't said anything to me all that means is they're work they're hard at work and they don't want to you know give away the information before they're ready to fully show it but also i think at this point um they're in a position where they should be just giving us a little bit of something to keep us interested in, in what's to come instead of just ghosting us.
0: And I think season two has to have an absolute buttload of content. Uh, Mm -hmm. It should have. uh, And I think, I think season, season two is going to really tell us it's going to be the final bit of information on, is it a skeleton crew Mm -hmm. like Jeff Grubb and Tom Henderson said, or is it like EA said in all hands on deck, we're going to see, uh, when season two comes out in a few months. Um, the right. other thing I wanted to talk about, USA Specialist had really good videos on how those fit into classes, and then uh, Tinsk in chat T E N S K Tinsk in chat mm-hmm. had a really well put together video on how to fit them into the class structure, and I just wish Dice could take a look at stuff like that. His video was, I mean, very thorough. Uh, mm-hmm. graphics and everything on how they fit in, how the gadgets work, moving them around to different classes. And it was an incredibly well done video. Uh, and so if you, if you wonder, like, my opinion, uh, check out his uh channel and video because, like, it, it's the perfect compromise, in my opinion, on how to fit those into a class system and give us kind of back that battlefield feeling that we're used to.
1: Yeah, that's all. I'm gonna, um, thanks, Tensk. I'm gonna have to go check him out after this. I, I'm, I'm sure I had probably watched some stuff. Not knowing it, but now that you're here in, in chat, we're talking about, it, I'm definitely gonna hop over after. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. All in all, I think they, they need to do a better job listening to the community and taking the feedback because the community, I mean a lot of us um, have played battlefield for so long. Um, so I think they I don't know where the development development team itself stands as far as battlefield history, but I think they definitely need to be listening to a lot of the community who have been here since since the beginning essentially as far as the tone and direction and things like that. Cause there really was no um, there was no community feedback for battlefield five, really from, from what I remember, but specifically 2042, there was nothing really taken into account leading up to the game's uh, release or development cycle.
0: Yep. Yep. I, yeah. (laughs) I, yes. All that. The other thing is I, (laughs) uh... I hope they, I hope they listen to the community to echo what you said. And also, I hope I'm a. I have a little bit of concern that all of the upper management uh, from Byron Bede, Vince Zampella, um, all those higher ups came from Call of Duty and Marcus Leto from Halo. So we're getting influence from other games still. I hope, uh, and those those folks are all incredibly smart. And I hope they go back to the community. Uh, some of the the people who have been in the community a long time, uh, creators, pro players, and stuff like that and actually let them have a say on the game instead of turning it into uh, games more like what they've made in the past with Apex Legends, Call of Duty, and and Halo. So, yeah, like, those are some, some very capable minds and hands to be working on the franchise, but at the same time, they've never made a Battlefield. So, like, right. I'm still a little bit apprehensive with even though we have new management that I just hope that they start to listen to the community.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know, I I feel like we say it every single week at the start of the show when we talk about Battlefield, but I mean, they just need to make a Battlefield game. That's it. Just that's make it. a Battlefield. Just make a Battlefield game. Look at Battlefield Three and Battlefield Four and improve on that. But I mean, that's really all you need to do. And, and I I think a a fully remastered one to one Battlefield Three would have far better uh reaction and player retention than 2042 and it's not even questionable. I think also when we I was breaking down prior to 2042's release, and you probably know this better than me. I was looking at the different Battlefield titles as far as sales and also player retention. And I think Battlefield 3 was the largest sales at you know up until the time I think Battlefield 1 beat it. But if you look at player retention um the game's life cycle I think battlefield three still number one. I could be wrong. That could have changed by now but um, You know, that goes to show what Battlefield used to be versus where where we are today.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure percentage wise, but that, that sounds right. I know Battlefield really? 1 was like the highest selling one. Yeah, that's the that that's the game that got me into the franchise was Battlefield 1. Oh, so. really? Yeah. Okay. I'm so you never
1: you never played Battlefield 3?
0: Uh, I have. I downloaded it later. I played oh, okay. it. I played it like last year uh just oh, to okay. try it out. And yeah, okay. it's it's good. You can tell it's dated. But, I'll, yeah. but it's like, man, if I would have played this, uh, yeah, I would have uh, loved it back dude, then. Back, in,
1: back when it was <laughs> released, holy crap, the the good times I had with that game. What I would do to go back to, to the prime Battlefield 3 release times.
0: Yep. So, yeah, I think that covers it for the Battlefield update. I, I just thought it was a little weird. We'll kind of turn our eyes to August and see what the Kaleidoscope rework looks like. Again, it... It's going to be too little, too late content-wise, if that's all there is, and the Season 2 looks like Season 1. Uh, but it might give us a glimpse on what we can expect and hope for the next title. Um, I'm hoping they can fix these maps, and it'll give us a little bit of confidence, maybe, for the next Battlefield, I guess.
1: Yeah, and hopefully more than one weapon would be good.
0: That would be pretty neat. Um. So, yeah, I think let's get into the big juicy topic of modern warfare two leagues if you're down it's
1: gonna be a a big mountain to climb let's do it (laughs) yeah
0: so guys bear with me there is a lot of stuff to talk about um It's just an incredible amount of information leaked. We actually split it into two topics. We're going to talk about the Modern Warfare 2 leaks, and then we're going to talk about the DMZ leaks. Like, there's so much information here. They deserved uh, each of their own topics. So we're going to discuss that. And I I, I guess we should preface this whole conversation with, how does this happen? Like, how does all this information is coming to us from a... Correct me if I'm wrong, a Warzone Mobile Alpha data mine.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what it it seems like. Um, You know, there's other stuff. I'm not sure where some of the, like, operators' images came from and things like that. It it potentially could have been from the same files, but it's, yeah, it's it's scary. Just everything's there and easy to data mine. So we have a, a huge information dump out of Warzone Mobile's Alpha. And visuals yeah. for it too. There's a lot of it. I mean, we can't show it here because we'll get copyrighted instantly. But everything is out there on Twitter. If you guys just look it up, go to Reddit or whatever, and explore around, you'll see all the animations yeah. and things like that that we've discussed is all there. So
0: yeah, you guys can find it. Uh, there's there's a uh, reload animations. There's uh, weapon icons, weapon list, uh, maps. There's there's coding and data streams for different uh maps and then quests and tasks and stuff um just all kinds of stuff so what we're going to talk about is the maps and and uh again guys our apologies i would love to show you guys these images and talk about them uh but i also want to keep the channel around so we can continue to talk about stuff in the future so yeah uh activision has traditionally been like incredibly swift at taking stuff down like they just come in right away so yeah. Uh, we got. We don't want really to mess with around show. with
1: it for sure. Yeah.
0: Right, Activision is a slightly large, just barely bigger company than than Crash Games LLC.
1: I, I think it depends on the day, to be honest. But we'll
0: have to get, we'll have to check the market cap. We're we're yeah. right in there. It's close, yeah. but we'll we'll give them this one. So, <laughs> so so we'll be careful. Um, yeah, I guess the first thing to pull up. Uh, would be. I have a list. So this this is actually a post. Uh, this is just text, so we're okay. Um, this is actually a, a list of some of the first string of images that were leaked. The top ones are actually from Modern Warfare Two maps, and then like again, guys, how in does this happen? There are maps from Call of Duty 2024 from Treyarch in this. And then there's also some ground war maps. So I can take a look at them and discuss them just a little bit. Uh, Grand Prix, that's a map that's also been talked about by Ralph, uh, Tom and others. It was definitely in there and you can see an image of it. This is the one, I I can't remember which country in Europe you're in, but there is an F1 race going around. Uh, It's really colorful with neon uh, pink signs and stuff like that. And then uh, there's also oil field. This one looks like if you guys remember the color palette, looks like the solar map from Advanced Warfare, in my opinion. Um, there's a bunch of tankers and they're kind of yellow and gray. And then I also saw, um, excuse me, a data string for oil field night. So there was a yeah. night version of this map in there too. Did you see that as well?
1: I, I I didn't see the image itself, but I did see the the data string. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, museum. I can't remember that one off the top of my head. Uh, and Saba, can't remember that either. don't remember which one that is.
1: I actually missed all the images themselves. Maybe they were taken down by the time I looked because I was just out of touch with the reality all weekend. So <laughs> I, I, yeah. I've only seen the, the codes and things like that.
0: Yeah, if I remember right, museum's kind of like an urban, modern-looking building with kind of palm trees outside. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just pulling these up from my head, guys. I'm an actual boomer. So just take these last two with a grain of salt. And then I think Saba was kind of like uh, more of a desert map. I feel like, and then there was also uh, DMZ key art. So like, this is, I, I honestly, I'm going to be honest. I thought DMZ was like a code name. I didn't think it was actually going to be called DMZ. I thought it would have like a cool new name, but DMZ is the name and it's in all the data strings and stuff like that. We've seen, uh, thus far,
1: so was there, there was actual t- images of the key art for that, or
0: yeah, there was there was Recality. key art for that. Oh, it wow. was it looked it looked like a uh, like a a modern soldier, like you would expect. It almost looked like the, the a tan version of the battlefield AI, but it was just a back shot with a really shallow depth of field. So it was kind of a okay. shot over the shoulder of the over the shoulder of the soldier. Okay. And the background was like really blurry. It looked like some cliffs and stuff like that. It was kind of like desert looking. And then um, this is the stuff that actually, this is the, like, if you don't think that's crazy enough, <laughs> there were images of Treyarch's Call of Duty, stealth and pillage. Uh Stealth, there's a little bit of a note uh, down here from the poster on this uh, forum post. They said the plane in the stealth image is likely an F-117 stealth fighter, which might allude to the next Treyarch game might take place in the 90s during the Gulf War. So that's that's reaching wow. a little bit. Okay. Um but that is what uh Aircraft was in that and I think these are all map loading images, right? So when you're loading into the map and it shows you screenshots. Right. I think that's what these are from. Okay. Um and then uh the pillage one looked like the inside of an old uh art art museum with like uh where i think gulf war i think maybe uh somewhere in the middle east it was all like a white palace with pillars and stuff like that And there was some fancy art on the walls and then we see three ground war maps uh sierra fish town and hydro uh for uh and that's that was talked about in ralph's and desertos articles as well we've we've seen those too so
1: yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, all from a mobile, mobile alpha is uh pretty insane if, if majority of it at least is coming from there that we've seen. So kind of a, uh, I mean, I, I'm curious if they did this, if they just kind of let it go on purpose, right? Cause they can, anyone that's showing stuff, they can typically get it taken down, but it's also, I mean, we're talking about it. It's creating a, a lot of buzz, right? So I'm curious when things like this get out, if it isn't on purpose or, or what
0: yeah that that's always the question i have is is this like a marketing thing but you wouldn't think they would have to resort to this for marketing uh, but how else do you explain it i think it <laughs> generates
1: a lot of buzz though right i mean leaks. Yeah. everyone everyone on on the content creation side is always talking about the leaks when when we hear them and everyone's looking for them so i mean I remember when Ralph did his original uh, Modern Warfare 2 videos about or post about what the setting was going to be and all of that, um, you know, I did a video and it got go over 100,000 uh, views, you know, almost right off the bat because everyone was just like dying for that information. So the I mean, leaks definitely benefit everyone. So <laughs> I, I'd say it's probably a little bit of 50-50 maybe who
0: knows Yeah, and Chase, uh, adding in the chat, I'm not 100 sure, but he says, uh, this is the Ahmed Al Jabir Air Base in Kuwait. Okay, and so it might not necessarily be the 90s, but definitely looking, uh, Middle that'd East. Be,
1: that'd be good if it was. To be honest, I, 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 Infinity Ward is the only studio I believe that's done any sort of modern era Call of Duties. It'd be interesting if uh, another studio does a modern ish. Take and something in the nineties uh, would be nineties early two thousands is, is an interesting timeline to play with there.
0: Yeah, I think it's it just, would be. It's cool.
1: just modern enough, right?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think it would be. Uh, that'd be a really cool setting. I'd definitely be down to check it out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's all the information, uh, map wise and stuff that came from <laughs> a mobile app. I I don't know <laughs> like. <laughs> it's still it's still crazy it's still crazy to think about um the other stuff i wanted to talk about a little bit and i don't i couldn't find the article in time um but along the lines of modern warfare 2 i wanted to ask you this question um because we're gonna get we're gonna get into dmz here in a little bit Do you think, and and Ralph's article earlier talked about this, about how they were kind of spread too thin, they had a crunch culture, and a lot of people planned on leaving the studios once this game shipped. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think they're spreading themselves too thin? I feel like Modern Warfare 2 is either going to have modes for everyone, Ground War for Battlefield, Hostage for Siege, DMZ for Tarkov players, uh, Call of Duty, um, standard multiplayer for COD players, and a Battle Royale. Do you think mm-hmm. they're going to have something for everybody or do you think they're going to be spread too thin?
1: I unfortunately missed that article from Ralph. I think we tried to look for it. And it was taken down or something. I, I don't know what happened, but um, yeah. it's tough to say because it depends. I'll tell you from, from my experience with, with my work um, in the IT community, things have been very, very busy since the pandemic, just with a lot of people working from home and you know business doesn't stop and there's high demand so development teams and things like that are always working extra right now um especially being out of the office it's it's a it's a lot of strain on everybody so um i don't know what the i don't don't know the specifics of the article but i would definitely say everybody's overworked for sure now where those efforts are going right and and what that that effort looks like as far as the development process for the campaign, the multiplayer modes, DMZ, um, is it all happening at once and everyone's spread thin? Because in my mind, I would say they should focus on, you know, you want to focus on one, get it majorly, for the majority part done and then turn it over to, you know, your other secondary team while you shift and work on each, each uh, game mode. Uh, so it really depends on how they're doing it i would definitely say everyone's overworked for sure though and i think we saw a similar thing with battlefield everyone left after so i hope it's not the case because um this sounds like it's going to be the best call of duty ever so i really hope um i hope at least the development teams are well compensated after the fact
0: yep i definitely hope so too because yeah it sounds like it's going to be pretty awesome i actually did excuse me the production team uh found that article Uh, oh good job production
1: team
0: shout out uh i went and looked at my uh i went and looked at my video because i knew i had the link in there um so yeah uh this is what ralph talked about the canary in the coal mine it's just basically talks about again a lot of this stuff sounds like battlefield 2042 uh Mm -hmm. he says several uh long-tenured leads seniors and directors have resigned in protest against working uh conditions and pay discrepancies um talking about uh, to make up for the lost town, a high influx employees were hired at an associate level with no prior experience. Um, and there's just some quotes. And again, it sounds like Battlefield or It sounds like Battlefield all over again, just a little bit. So I'm a little bit nervous about it. But again, I, I doubt there's any worry game wise. Uh, but he talks about how they've developed a crunch culture. I know uh, mm-hmm. studios as a whole across the industry have been trying to get away from that. And it sounds like they're kind of doing that again with Modern Warfare 2, like pushing stuff up to the deadlines and making people work a lot of a lot of hours. And, yeah. and it raises another question uh, Ralph did um, at the end. He said, Call of Duty's, uh as a formula has a ceiling. FPS games, on the other hand, are boundless. Like you can do anything with it. We're going to talk about an action figure one uh, later on in the show. But, but he says, you can only do so much. And th- this resonated with me. I didn't even think about this. You can only do so much with the formula before there's no room left to expand or innovate before it starts feeling less like Call of Duty. And I wonder if that's going to happen with this game. Because if you think about it, developers of these long-term franchises are really kind of in a tough spot. Because yeah, on one hand, you want to innovate to keep the game fresh. But if you go too far, Battlefield, you lose the identity of the franchise, right? So it's really a balancing act, I feel like. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and everything you're saying from that article, I would I would say is is correct. You know, um, this is the most I would say this is easily the most anticipated Call of Duty game of all time. We know it's going to be the the highest grossing Call of Duty game of all time. So I mean, put two and two together, especially during this was developed, you know, all, all during the pandemic, really um so how much of it was work from home all of that we don't know but definitely it it sounds like everything ralph is saying in that article is correct
0: yeah it makes sense and um it does yeah it's just the way the industry's going and i i don't know if it'll ever change right because you have these games have such high stakes right like Mm -hmm. they have to be done to get the company's bottom lines to look correct for investors um they have to have all this stuff to get people to buy them and the stakes are higher than ever right and there's all, there's just also uh, Call of Duty has a really likely chance of pretty much monopolizing uh, AAA first-person shooters with this with this release, in my opinion. Like I said, Ground War for Battlefield, uh, Search and Destroy, hardcore modes uh the hostage mode for tactical rainbow six players ground war did i say ground war for battlefield christ i can't even remember um and, yeah. dmz for tarkov type players yeah. and and war zone for battle royale players like and, and you're have...
1: forgetting I, think, I don't even think we mentioned um they were talking about early on we heard probably from ralph or tom um like off offline co-op modes with your friends against ai so that kind of goes into like the the sandstorm insurgency sandstorm Um, If anyone's ever played that, like hardcore checkpoint, right? You're online um, co-op against AI, and it's not easy. (laughs) So I think there's gonna, like you said, yes, there's gonna be something for everybody in this game. Um, Now, if everyone does end up resigning, you know who they are or whatever. Let's hope that the KT or the knowledge transfer is taking place now. So when these senior developers and management rolls off, um, we don't see a a knowledge gap when it comes to making changes and improving on, on the game uh, going forward, especially with this two year gap in, in uh, titles, which I would, I would prefer if they had picked something to focus on for launch. And then we had this two year gap, right? This is the problem with a yearly call of duty cycle. Um, thank, thank God it's a, it's a two year this time, but think of the possibilities if it were three, four, even five years, what they could accomplish In that time, you'd be having new modes, new game, new things like this every you know six months to a year to keep the player base engaged. And your game would be, a la like Escape from Tarkov, it's this iterative game which is is popular and living on for years and years and years.
0: It's yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out with Mm -hmm. uh, allegedly no mainline title in twenty twenty three. How they fill that gap? I'm I'm assuming it will be with with DMZ. Um, and warzone uh content probably more or less it seems like m- the standard multiplayer doesn't get as many updates uh as like warzone and stuff does now and they're just i'm sure they're just following the player numbers right
1: yeah then that's kind of interesting because we heard warzone 2 is going to be coming out this year um so yeah i mean it is a 3 year development cycle so apparently they were you know way ahead and we've heard we've heard they've been ahead for uh the it hit the alpha build sooner than it did for any other title. But again, yeah, there's a lot of work going in this game, it sounds like. And I mean, we can see the gameplay in the background, it, I think shows it. So,
0: way ahead of schedule, right, Battlefield fans? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't say it. Don't say that, please. <laughs> hey, yeah, at least I... we saw gameplay this early on, right? It's something True. we can't say about Battlefield.
0: There was no <laughs> gameplay. Oh, yeah. man. So no, I think that's a good segue. Again, all this stuff comes to us from a uh, leaked battlefield um like mobile. So I think that's pretty much it for I like we went through it pretty fast, but there's a lot of stuff there. There's maps, right. uh, there's guns, there's there's uh actual icons. Uh today actually he put out attack map view of the Warzone 2 map. Um so that was in there uh ralph commented on it kind of uh, uh alluding to its accuracy uh and it's just it's just so much stuff in there i think i think you're going to be making videos on this stuff um in the future uh this week so stay tuned for that for a little bit more deep dive into it um so check out buff's channel for that i'm going to make a couple videos about it there's some stuff that i want to talk about uh but it's just everything came out in a warzone mobile leak so, and so far everything from Tom and Ralph is adding up pretty nicely, except for mm-hmm. uh, the DMZ mode. And I think that's a really good segue to talk about it a little bit yep. between Tom and Ralph. There was a little bit of a discrepancy uh, the way I was understanding it. And I think there was just a miscommunication. The way I was understanding it was Warzone uh was going to come out early. And then DMZ was going to be another free to play mode in 2023. What it sounds like is, uh, Ralph was talking about Warzone being the free-to-play mode, uh, Tom as well, and that DMZ is going to be another mode within Modern Warfare Two. So I think right. that's that's how it sets now. So like there was a little bit of confusion, but as it sets now, DMZ should be with uh, Modern Warfare Two. Some of the later articles from Ralph are talking about how uh, it's early in development as well, <laughs> and to draw even more parallels with Tarkov, it's a little bit unfinished and they might be adding to it as we go. So we know that Tarkov has been in a beta for five years. Hopefully yep. they can get it together a little bit faster yep. than that. I think
1: Ralph even said in his original, when he originally uh, told everyone about DMZ, that it would, <clears throat> excuse me, it would release in a beta state um, was the plan. But again, the back and forth between Ralph's time Ralph's understanding and Tom's understanding, I think this could all change, right? Things are constantly changing. We're not even, you know, we're still months away from the release. So what what may have been planned six months ago is different today. And that could change tomorrow. And it could also change, you know, two weeks before launch. So really, I think th- we have the information, but you, we really don't, they can do whatever they want with it, depending on where, where it is in the development cycle. And uh, if they feel they need more time with it or whatnot. So it's it's really up in the air at this point
0: yeah we've really learned uh sometimes the hard way uh that leaks aren't always true and i guess we should say that like i get kind of tired of saying it because i I enjoy talking about them um Mm -hmm. but like how i framed them on my my channel and kind of how we view them on the show is they may or may not be true but either way, they're fun to talk about because we can frame them in a way that this is something we want to see for the game or something that we don't. In a right. time where there's not really any other content, it's fun to speculate and have wish lists and talk about these leaks as if they're just they're just pretty much entertainment talking points. We don't have anything official, Um, but a lot of it is adding up um, yeah. some of the stuff that's data mined from <laughs> from a mobile alpha. You can't really argue with that much, but yeah, yeah. but but that doesn't say that that's locked in in stone right for code that's going to be released in 1.0 so that right, stuff can right. be changed move things can things are always fluid when it comes to the game development mm-hmm. stuff and things are always changing uh this pulled up on the screen is the article uh just kind of clarifying the timeline of dmz from tom henderson he does say uh, recent rumblings of the DMZ appear to have been exaggerated with the current plan to build the DMZ and its features over time, rather than it being something as hardcore as Escape from Tarkov. And I've kind of gone back and forth with my overall opinion on what I think DMZ could be. Um I, I still do it. I don't want to do it, but I still compare DMZ to Tarkov like everybody else, and I just mm-hmm. don't. I don't want people to get the wrong opinion because I really feel strongly that it's not going to be anywhere as in-depth and hardcore as Tarkov. Not saying that's a bad thing, but I just think we should be hesitant to compare it to Escape from Tarkov. But then when we talk about uh, some of the code strings that have leaked in a minute. (laughs)
1: That's what I was going to say, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, then it starts to sound sound a lot more Tarkov-y. Uh, when we look at some of the stuff that was also data mined from the, from the uh, mobile alpha. So I, I don't know. I, I guess we can talk about this too. When we talk about Tarkov uh, in the last segment, but I just, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see the like efficacy of uh, these extraction type game modes. Cause I feel like Tarkov gets a little bit stale at the end of every wipe. Mm-hmm. And And then it wipes. And I'm going to talk about this wipe uh, a little bit later when everything deletes and resets. They almost have to do that to keep people interested in the game. There's like no end game to these extraction type game modes. It's going to be really interesting to see um, how they do this. Because as it starts out with games like Tarkov and Cycle and stuff like that, it starts out really cool. Like, right, you're leveling up your character. You're getting better and better gear. Pretty soon you keep building up your money and your stash and completing quests and leveling up your characters and you get to the end game and it's like, what, what am I doing? I've escaped from Tarkov. Why do I need to go back in kind of thing? So (laughs) it's going to be interesting to see how a a AAA developer with um, some time to do research and stuff like that is going to, you know, put their spin on the extraction. Mm -hmm. do you see what i'm saying though like about the in-game being weird sometimes
1: right 100 percent i mean i i'm kind of expecting like a more vanilla type version of tarkov um which we'll get into but but yeah the end of the wipes definitely stale um but also i'll be honest the past couple wipes, i i haven't really had any interest in okay time to you know i haven't reached the flea market in the past two wipes because i don't have the time to, to put into the game so i don't Am I going to get in and what am I going to do? Reach put in, you know, 20 hours and get to level eight and still be nowhere near the flea market or doing anything. I think when we talk to DMZ, right, it makes sense that potentially with every new season, there's some sort of reset. Um, that would be my my theory, or at least they're adding new things all of the time. Um, so there's constantly things to do, new new modes, new bosses. Um, new challenges things like that and i, I think infinity word does a really good job of that um so that's something that I, i'm eager to see what they do do with this based on the code snippets that we've seen
0: right and to to not get too far off topic uh nikita mm-hmm. uh the lead developer for uh escape from tarkov actually tweeted today eft achievements and just to see what people would say about having achievements mm-hmm. in that game, that yeah. could be something that they do with the DMZ mode. And I building off what you said, I hadn't thought of that before, but that's a really good idea if they have it to where it resets every season because Call of Duty has their seasons. Mm-hmm. But depending on how high you get, uh, you get rewards going into the next season, uh, one-of-a-kind cosmetics and stuff, depending on how high your level is that you can put mm-hmm. on your guns that says, hey, I'm really good at DMZ. Like, Right. That, that would be cool. But but you lose you lose a lot of your progression and have to go through it again. And what kind of stinks about Tarkov? This is really my second wipe in Tarkov of taking it seriously. And it's like going back to go get the pocket watch on customs. It's like, dude, I've done this already. Like I've done it. Like this would be my third time. So if they can if they can kind of reset everybody's stash and everybody's progression, almost like a prestige system in DMZ, mm-hmm. but then give you uh, cosmetics that show the work that you've done, so you get it. It was kind of worth it hopefully you had fun but you get something to show for it and then uh the next season the tasks and quests are a different set of ones so you don't have that same repetition
1: of like a tarkov wipe right right um i mean yeah a hundred percent and i think call of duty you know is specifically infinity war does a great job with challenges they do a great job with things like rewards right calling cards blueprints um your operator can get unique clothing if you complete X amount of challenges uh, during the season. And for DMZ, depending on how, you know, how many PMCs, if you get there's an endless amount of uh, content or achievements that they can do. And instead of like, you, you know, it's hard not to compare and contrast with Tarkov, but like you said, you've gone and got the pocket watch every wipe, right? What if a new season introduces a whole new set of challenges and those mix and match on like a random generator each season. So you're constant, you may have some repeats, but they could be, near you know they might not be early challenges they may be later challenges and there's just a that way it's a new experience every time and that's what i love about um not only the battle royale genre but also the extraction type modes are every every time you go in it's a new experience and i think if they can they can keep doing that right i guess keep it feeling like a fresh experience every every time you go in every season that would be a win because you want to go it makes you want to go back to oh well this time I, you know maybe i could do this what did i learn from that and there's it just for me personally it keeps me just constantly engaged and like obsessed with keep to keep going you know
0: yeah that would be cool it would also be cool that if the if the quests and challenges were dynamic so not everybody was going for the same ones at the same time right. i feel like yeah it gets a little weird and you mm-hmm. always run into people and meet people in tarkov at the same place same place That's trying right. to do the same thing and it's kind of silly
1: yeah and, and i mean i just want to shout out justin had a good point here in chat saying um he, he's been saying call of duty could somehow mesh with with a ghost Recon recon-esque open world that that experience would be amazing and, and and yeah i i agree um and then you throw tarkov in there and elements from what we're hearing just with the multiplayer i mean you're going to see elements from that in more zone in dmz so i definitely i'll tell you this i have higher i have much higher hopes for dmz than i did for hazard zone <laughs> in retrospect right hindsight twenty twenty yeah.
0: yeah i my uh, my optimistic self was like, they're not showing us any gameplay because it's so cool and they wanna surprise us. And then, no, they didn't show us gameplay because they knew it wasn't finished. Yeah. So, yeah, but all right. So let's get into the meat of this one, the actual data stream. So I'll let you go first. Before we do that, what I'm gonna do is just on the screen so you don't have to see my big ugly face the whole time. I'm just gonna play a snippet from one of my streams, uh, just playing some Warzone while we talk about this, because again, we don't want Daddy Activision breathing down our neck, all right? We don't want Bobby Kodak coming in here and uh, doing what he does, okay?
1: So we're just gonna be careful with Bobby. Oh man, I could have made a comment there, but I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna not do it, okay?
0: I felt I felt like my comment was underhanded enough at the guy, but, <laughs> but yeah, not not a fan of that dude. Uh, yeah. so so yeah, I'm just gonna pull up some stuff and then I'll let Buff get started. What we're gonna look at, guys, is. From that Warzone uh, Alpha and sorry podcast listener. Actually, this works out for the podcast listener because no does. one gets to see it. Yeah, so no everyone in chat and watching the VOD gets the podcast experience, right? It's talking about shit that you can't see. Okay, yeah. so this <laughs> this is going to be uh, some of the data strings and stuff like that. We can get some information on the actual gameplay of DMZ, what's in there right now. So we're going to talk about that. We can't show it, but we're going to talk about data strings leaked from Warzone Alpha. Go!
1: Yeah, so this is—I mean, uh, uh, the the Twitter handle is reality. If you guys look at that, it's—you uh, know—you just just take a look at it on Twitter, you'll find it. Um, regardless, there's a bunch of snippets of code that were pulled. I'm I'm assuming this is right out of Warzone, the Warzone, um, the Warzone uh, mobile alpha, also. Uh, but we have a lot of challenges and things like that from what's supposedly DMZ. And this, when we talk about, it, we don't want to compare it to Tarkov too much. It's hard, we you know. We say that, and then we get this info dump of this code, and I mean, geez, it looks just like Tarkov with these challenges. They're even referring to the term PMCs, right? Private, mili- private military contractors. So we have different challenges here um, for PMC oil field called Sharpshooter. So kill. Uh, X amount of grunts in oil field using a sniper rifle. There's another one that I thought was very interesting. Uh, vehicle wrecker, destroy X amount of vehicles. Storm shooter extract a hail extract a hailstorm. So this could be dynamic weather potentially. Radioactive rewards. Okay, so kill a boss and extract with their weapons case. Um, excavation elimination kill X amount of operators in quarry. Wheelman, enter X amount of vehicles during one match. And then this one was really cool. Uh, fully encumbered. Extract with a full backpack. So this goes back to, um, I don't know if anybody played Black Ops 4's Blackout, the backpack system, all of that coming back, which this is what I wanted. And that's what I liked about Tarkov, backpack system. They can, you can easily, try out showed you can optimize it for controllers. Um, there was a point when Blackout Blackout first came out, the backpack system was you know, for consoles, we'd be in there forever, but they made so many changes throughout that game's life cycle that you could kill somebody and get up to a backpack so quick and get out of there and get what you needed. It was very simple. So I think they they you bet they took uh cues from what they did with blackout because blackout was obviously kind of the testing ground for uh for Warzone, but there's a lot more um, with this also that kind of shows that this is essentially uh, escape from Tarkov and again we had the different maps which we already went over, which is also shown in the code. There was night versions of like things like oil field and things like that um, and then there's also. Um, other challenges here search. So search the marked areas for radioactivity, mass elimination, eliminate and eliminate X amount of hostiles, scavenger, collect intel. Um, there's also stuff here referencing night vision goggles, so you nods. Um, I'm reading it here, DMZ. NVG, night vision goggles. You also have things, uh, these are just different acronyms within the code. So this would, I won't get into the code and ask, but that is how this would work but they be, would be referencing these variables essentially. Um, we also have USB drives and then we have keys, right? So again, a huge talk of rest, reference, resort entrance key, uh, drilling safe, fortress entrance key, Smith's app key or apartment key, right? Resort office key, foreman's office key, uh, storage key, black site, multi-key, safe room, 19 key. So this sounds, I mean, I, I read these today because I missed it over the weekend and you, you sent it to me. This has me really, really excited because with Hazard Zone, I was pretty excited. This is, you know, an actual AAA studio doing a version of Tarkov. And obviously that was a huge letdown, but this, from what I'm reading with this, the challenges and everything, I mean, this is... uh this is about as tarkov as it gets especially you know with that triple a studio spin on it and if there's any triple a studio that's gonna make a a vanilla version of tarkov right it's infinity ward that i would trust with it so this is all really good i mean what do you what do you think about this especially you play tarkov more than i do these days um what do you think sounds pretty tarkov huh
0: it it does and it's great so like I see a lot of the same terms, right? PMCs, keys, resort. That's a POI on the shoreline mapping Tarkov, and then mm-hmm. I start. It starts to make me like a little bit sus because, well, and and also to preface this with what Bulletkin is saying in chat, it won't be anything like Tarkov unless they change the movement mechanics. There's a lot of stuff that's going to keep this from being like Tarkov, um, and we're, we're right. not saying that. We're saying yeah. like there are some similarities. It's going to be a, a much lighter uh barrier of entry and uh game alert. it's not there's no way they're gonna have the amount of detail that tarkov is uh it's tarkov is its own thing and in my opinion it's gonna stay that way for a really long time right um, tarkov is a one-of-a-kind game uh for the foreseeable future in my opinion so i'm not saying it's gonna play like that it's gonna have much faster movement much easier access <clears throat> accessibility and things like yeah. that but so <clears throat> to go back to your question Right. So, like I said earlier, I was on the spectrum where, um, after talking about some of the development issues, I was starting to get less and less excited about DMZ. And then now, yeah, same. Like it starts (laughs) to get me excited. It's crazy how they use some of the same terminology. And Mm -hmm. that's what I was saying before. It made me like a little bit sus, uh, because it may like, what would stop a person from typing these out and then using Tarkov type Mm-hmm. uh uh names and things like that as far as like pmc and keys and stuff like that. So yeah. That gives me like a little bit of trepidation when looking at these. Um it, it raises my sus meter just a tad. Like if somebody was gonna type this out uh using the DMZ mode, which I thought it might be called something different, and then also using stuff like PMC. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah I I I don't know it I still think it's pretty true. Um, but yeah, if th- if this is true, I'm excited because um, it's adding that depth that Hazard Zone didn't have. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like there's going to be things, likely some of these keys and stuff like that is going to are going to be really rare. Um, so that gives you that little adrenaline hit when you're playing, right? um like whenever right. you find something really cool and you're like oh shit now i gotta survive it's, and i, I yeah, catch myself yeah. in tarkov playing sometimes uh where i'll go into a raid ready to mix it up and then i'll find like a labs colored key card and i'm like oh shit now i gotta try oh, to survive God. God. <laughs> gotta, gotta get out of here yeah i got all this loot. now i gotta
1: survive for you know 40 minutes of the raid or get out yeah yeah in, in tarkov i've never played a game where i'm more like holy crap, you know, there's a feeling that you get in Tarkov that you don't get in a battle royale, and that's, your life means something. You don't get that in Warzone, uh, because you can just, you know, come, okay, let's go queue up and get a new game. So, yeah, it's definitely got me excited, and this is kind of, everything I'm hearing of this so far is really what I wanted out of, uh, not specifically the OG Warzone with Verdansk, but I mean, I've been floating this idea around forever with my community is, you know, we all, there's, the market's there for this realism modes in Modern Warfare and Warzone, so why wouldn't they take it up a notch? And, and, and in regards to, like, the PMCs and, and stuff like that in the code, I would say, I mean, a lot of that could just be placeholder as far as what how they're referencing it now. We're at the point of the code, um, but that would obviously change or it would, be, it would be displayed differently when the game came out. But I would think, uh, especially during peak Warzone time, you know, tarkov was beating warzone on twitch um during its prime so i think they they looked heavily into tarkov and probably just wrote it up as it was tarkov and then they they would i guess uh make it their own later on right but yeah i mean it's a good point anybody could have wrote that i guess
0: yeah it it would be cool if it did if they did hit that sweet spot of still tactical gameplay, but Mm. the accessibility and stuff of, of call of duty, I still worry about them being able to pull that off with like some of the crazy, silly movement in a, in a tactical game, uh, could be, could be a little ridiculous, but there is a world where you can have crafts of fast and crazy movement, Mm -hmm. but that can also be punishing. Right. Um, if, if someone's using cover and moving across the map and catch you in the open slide canceling, right? Like you made a mistake, even though you're really good at b hopping and canceling around sliding everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I hope they find that sweet spot. Um and Tarkov had to add inertia, right? Because they didn't right. have inertia for a while and people were doing the AD uh or the yeah, the AD strafe spam, and uh it was really, really strong. So they kind of added inertia to slow people down a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, an extraction mode takes on how it plays and feels when you have kind of a tactical mode with arcade, more arcade style movement and time to kill.
1: Well, I yeah, let me just interject right there quick because I I, I want to say it was Ralph. It could have been somebody else. And I, I don't have the article or the post or anything on hand, but there were posts saying that some of these like DMZ would have refined movement and that now I don't know if that came from Ralph, so don't quote me, but it's stuff I did see from pretty credible leakers a while back is that those modes like DMZ, would have refined movement where you wouldn't be able to, to uh, slide. You would have limited sprint capability, things like that. So it sounds like it would be um, that slower paced version of, of the game that we would want. That way you're not doing the twitchy movement um, because we, I mean, think about it. an extraction mode where your life means something. It's kind of takes away from it. If you're, if you do have that twitchy movement and another thing um to add there is that we also saw in ralph's post i think it was like two weeks ago about um we covered it here on the show some of the mechanics right and one of them was the and it it stated in the the modes with limited to no hud you would be able you would have to check your uh round counter or your magazine by pulling the mag out and checking it just like you would in tarkov so You know, is there going to be limited, limited HUD in DMZ and is the movement going to be refined? Um, I think the answer, if I'm a, if I were a logical, rational human being would be yes, because the twitchy movement and everything like that is going to be war zone, right? DMZ would be for more so for people like you and you and I and and the guys in chat. Um, So they would want to refine that in my mind would make sense.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool if it was a limited hud mode. Uh, maybe even a different I don't know. I don't this might open a can of worms, but like a, a different time to kill that kind of fit in better. Um yep. would be pretty cool. Um but then and the movement too. Hopefully it's got its own set of mechanics that can be that can be uh balanced and tuned to make it mm-hmm. play uh like an extraction type survival game uh rather than a more arcadey Uh, battle royale i think would be really cool limited hud makes a lot of sense for this type of game mode it would really be more more immersive and make it have more of a survival feel Mm -hmm. and i mean there's a lot of times when i'm when i'm trying to take a gunfight in tarkov and i can't remember if i reloaded and it's not on your screen and it's 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 a thing it's it's uh it's a gameplay decision it's like do i check this mag maybe my enemy can hear me check it and then I'm going to get pushed or do I just go with it and see what happens? Hopefully I headshot it. Like, yeah, it's a whole thing. It adds a lot. So that, yeah. that's really cool. I remember that now.
1: And uh, I mean, Chase has some good points here <clears throat> in chat. So when we talk about uh bottom war for two leaks and things like that, there's, there's the one mechanic where um, you're pulling your sidearm out quickly. Right. Um, we've seen those from, from the mobile experience. That was leaked, where you kind of like stagger your, your, primary and you pull your sidearm out while you're holding your primary weapon also things like um the new reload mechanics right it's going to be more like sandstorm so you can't like uh if you swap to your pistol while reloading you swap back to your primary there's not going to be a magazine in there so you'll have the one round of the chamber assuming you didn't you didn't go completely dry before reloading so there's a lot of mechanics um that are promising for, for a, a DMZ extraction type mode for me. So I mean, I, I'm I'm excited and I hope I hope they put the right amount of time into this, especially if it's gonna release in a beta. I mean, I, I don't want to do it, but my my expectations are so high in my excitement level <laughs> for this. If it is, if it is what it's what it's sounding like, and, and I'm kind of building up here as I'm talking, like that's probably I mean, I'll play that 110% of the time over Warzone, and I think a lot of folks would as well
0: yeah uh because as uh was also mentioned in chat there's a whole console player base that doesn't have access necessarily to a a game mode like that that would Mm -hmm. be really uh, itching to try it
1: and tarkov was beating warzone on twitch for a reason right it's not just because it was flavor of the week or whatever i mean people people love watching tarkov and you're right. Con- console players haven't been able to play that ever, so that's an experience that if Infinity War can capitalize here, um, would be huge. Yep, I totally did you agree. Ever, did you ever play Realism Royale by chance for Warzone? Yeah.
0: I didn't. Didn't that make it like more like PUBG, where you didn't get loadouts, you didn't have?
1: Uh, I think you got your streaks. loadouts, but it it was it was essentially realism mode from Modern Warfare's multiplayer, just in war zone right so there was no hud um mini map when you pulled it up there was no vehicles you didn't have your 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 hud for your ammo things like that so you had to you know you were reloading you didn't have you, there was no hud as to how many people were left how many teams how many kills any of that stuff so it it that in a in itself with no hud made it so the the entire player base playing that mode played the game mode differently and the movement was still the exact same as regular Warzone, but everyone played it slowly because there's n- none of that information to rely on you know how, many, how much ammo do i have where are the vehicles on the map things like that you couldn't see any of that no idea how many people are left uh the circle rotations were marked by like fireworks that went up so there was a lot just just with no hud it, it played completely differently and i loved it and unfortunately it was only around i think three total weekends which is kind of a sin but um it's just you know i have i have a bunch of videos a a handful out on the channel on realism royale um it was so fun and again no suppressors you didn't need to run suppressors because there's no mini maps so you're you're you don't pop up on the the mini maps so you can run some crazy builds and have a good time
0: yeah i'll have to check that out that's really cool um, no, I didn't play it. I went on some Warzone hiatuses at different points where I didn't play it for a really long time. So I'm weird, yeah. man. I go back to playing Siege sometimes, and I go back to playing Tarkov and
1: yeah, Warzone I do and all I do back
0: same. and forth. So, Yeah, but I must have missed that, which is unfortunate. But yeah, it sounds like if if they could make the the DMZ a lot like that, that would, that would play really well.
1: Yeah, it would. And that's kind of why I have hopes. It seems like they've... Everything's there to, to to do it, and they kind of had tested things here and there, like with realism, reality, and some other mechanics. So, um, everything we're seeing with these code snippets for challenges and things screams Tarkov. So, yeah, um, I'm li- yeah. I'm liking what I'm hearing. And again, it's all all the leaks we've heard is it's all adding up. Like just remembering things, just me, just when you were talking about the movement stuff, is I remembered it. So, you know, will that factor in? Will that even come to fruition? We don't know, but uh, you know, we can hope.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that sums that up pretty well. I mean, all in all, I was thinking, I was starting to think this is going to be nothing like Tarkov and then you could see these codes where it mentions PMCs keys. Uh, there's yeah. AI killing challenges and like, it just was absolutely brought me right back to thinking it's going to be, uh, right. a lot more in that wheelhouse. Uh, yep. granted again, the disclaimer, it's not going to be Tarkov, but now it, it might be something new. That's really fun taking some of those elements so
1: yeah exactly all right
0: are you ready for the uh quick shots it's born ready let's do it all right so yeah i think that sums that up pretty well that was a lot of stuff so that um, was i hope you guys enjoyed that um we
1: didn't even cover it all to be honest there is still more stuff we didn't even get into because there's just for whatever reason a bunch of information was dumped for. Yeah, 30, so there,
0: there's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, that yeah. seemed like it made the most sense to cover, uh, during mm-hmm. the live show. That's the big stuff. But there's little yeah. bits and pieces floating around mm-hmm. out there everywhere. Like I said, uh, stay tuned to our 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 personal channels. I guess this yeah. channel and Buff's channel because we're gonna be, uh, breaking breaking some of that stuff down. You guys want the quick shot hat back? Is that what Chase is saying? You got
1: hell yeah. Put it on. Hey, hey got one of these
0: you got one of these ladies and gentlemen it's time for there it is quick shots let's go all right e-haw <laughs> um okay so uh this show is awful um the first thing i wanted to talk about
1: awfully was, awfully good yeah, off, you're right.
0: yeah 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 nice save um <laughs> this is crazy so some of these things that we're going to talk about are a little bit in left field, but they still have to do uh, with first person shooters. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is how a bungee is suing a YouTube creator for $7.6 million. And it's a whole, it is an absolute crazy thing. Uh, The creator's name is Lord Nazo. And this dude is wild like you think this cowboy hat makes me wild no this dude is insane and he actually got really upset so what happened was and this kind of alludes to a point where i hope youtube looks at this and maybe makes some changes to their uh dmz takedowns and how they work and put the tools in the hands of creators essentially you'll see what i mean here in a second so what happened was Lord naso was taking some trailers and songs that weren't put out on spotify or anywhere and he was just direct uploading Uh these back to youtube So he was kind of taking like soundtracks and stuff like that and just uploading it not Not doing any kind of fair use react content or not breaking anything down or giving opinions He was just kind of re-uploading this stuff and bungie took it down because and as we've seen Companies will do that. Not necessarily, like if you just take stuff and re-upload it, a lot of these video game companies will actually try to get it taken down because it's not, you're not adding really anything to it. You're just kind of taking their stuff. It becomes more fair use when you make your own content from it. So what (laughs) what happened was he got mad that they did that. Then this gangster, he went and made a new account pretending to be Bungie, made a new Google account made the avatar and everything look the same as Bungie and goes around and starts taking down a lot of other large destiny, destiny content creators flagging and seeing all their content. So just absolutely wiping out destiny content on YouTube. And first off, you're like, why is someone able to do that? Exactly. YouTube. Why is someone able to do that? But they figured out who it was and what he was actually doing. Like there's a whole thing. Like, if you guys, there's, uh, there's this article and there's some other videos out there about it. Uh, but what he did was he even took it a step further and started talking to those creators and talking shit on Bungie and being like, dude, they're taking down your videos. I can't believe that they took down some of mine too. Like he was pretending to like side with his fellow destiny creators and pretending that it was like Bungie actually doing it. Like he took it a step oh further God. and was like, Talking to him and talking smack and, like, saying how how bad it was. He couldn't believe Des- Destiny and Bungie was doing this, and he was the actual one doing it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Bullet Kid. If you play both sides, you're going to win eventually. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right, Boston. Yeah. See, he also DMCA'd wow. some of Bungie's videos, some of the official Bungie videos. He DMCA'd and took those down as well. And what? then... And then went around on a bunch of discords and forums and complained about how Bungie was taking stuff down, but he actually took down some of the original videos from Bungie as well. So like absolutely insane, but kids, you use a VPN. He did not use a VPN and they actually, they actually tracked him down. Uh, he used like a fake name and stuff, of course, for the, for the account. Um, but yeah, he used a fake name, but they still were able to track his IP. Um, ex- <laughs> exactly, he became the very thing he sought to destroy. So yeah, just crazy. And then he gets slapped with a seven point six million dollar lawsuit for impersonating Bungie and for all these DMCA takedowns and stuff. So what yeah, that? that's
1: that's. Uh... I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, what's going on with the, the the copyright process over there at YouTube that someone was able to do this and take down Bungie's videos? So Bungie didn't say like, "Oh, our videos got copyright claimed by ourselves," and like, yeah, <laughs> what was going on that this this was, this was <laughs> happening for so long? And they're like, "Oh man." we took like, our own videos down darn i'm
0: not i'm not an expert but i'm thinking that's when the red flags probably really uh hit the yeah. high gear right With like our own videos are getting taken down by ourselves that's just so.
1: scary especially like all these other creators are getting their stuff taken down i mean what's the is there no checks and balances process where youtube like follows up to verify the account right i mean that's that's crazy no. Just yeah. some random dude creates an account and YouTube believes it, and how many people got their stuff taken down for no reason? So I mean, think about it. There, I mean, they have a lawsuit. I would think they would have a lawsuit against YouTube as a as a content creator. You you potentially lost out on money, right, for videos that were copyright claimed.
0: Yeah, and i I hope it brings I hope it brings uh, awareness to the to issue that is uh, YouTube's DMCA. Uh, system because yeah essentially now don't get any ideas guys i know this this show stinks but so some, somebody could I- impersonate us and like make a make a crash games google account and take down the video and it would go away until it went through all the appeal process but it's kind of a guilty until proven innocent thing so you have to, you'd have to appeal it uh people and youtube would have to look into it and yeah anybody can essentially take down anybody's video um as it sits now so yeah, it, well,
1: they need to fix that pretty quick. <laughs> not yeah.
0: Bad. And some of the solutions I saw, the best one was actually from uh, Asmongold. I feel like um, he said to give those tools uh, back to the creators and essentially to make it to where um, it was more in line with, if your video is something that's DMCA'd, you're the only one that can take it down right and make it to where it's verified like you have to be verified as that creator um uh, mm-hmm. to where it can be taken down and kind of the innocent self proven guilty yeah. more like yep. yep
1: that makes complete sense yeah so
0: yeah that was the first <coughs> quick shot on to the next one old son uh so the next one i wanted to talk about was uh road to vostok they actually put out a uh a new video on the development process of the game Road to Vostok. And it's a really cool, it's a really cool video. So I wanted to show it on the screen and talk about it just a little bit. Um yeah. Essentially, it's a single developer that is uh seems to be putting together a really, really, really cool game. Um, and this one shows a lot about procedural weapon animations. And uh somebody asked them on Twitter. Uh, what does the procedural mean when you're talking about this stuff? And uh, they went on to elaborate on how it's done code-based. So like traditional animation is done keyframe to keyframe. Well, this is actually done procedural with lines of code. So it makes it a lot quicker and easier to add weapons and stuff to, if that makes sense. Um, so it like, wow, will make it easier down the road. Uh, but the guns and just the vibe of this game, uh, look really really
1: cool can i i just have to jump like is this guy this is a solo guy doing all this development like is he the greatest game developer of all time like <laughs> what's going on here uh, could this is be amazing
0: yeah it looks it looks amazing um yeah. and you can go back and uh, again like i've said in the past guys if you're interested in game development at all follow along because Uh, some of the older ones, uh, these older work in progress videos, he goes back and shows, uh, some of the recon he does, uh, some of the, the forest and stuff. He actually visited in Finland and some of the old outdated shacks and cabins that he took pictures of, uh, to model with and stuff like that. So it it is super cool. You can see like some of the stuff, uh, the new weapon, the PM five, that's not an MP five. It's a PM (laughs) five shout out copyright. Um, So yeah, it it shows how you can expect it and see the different uh, wear and tear on the different parts of the weapon and stuff like that. Uh, So the gunplay looks really, really cool. The only thing that I, like if I had to pick something about it that I would change was, I feel like the rest animation is a little bit in your face. Like, and that might be like more accurate or whatever, but I feel like whenever you're, like, not ADS, the gun should be a little bit lowered to the right, a little bit out of your screen. It feels like it's kind of up in your face all the time.
1: This one's also got like pretty big iron sights on there, too. I, I'm curious. Um, I'm curious what some of the other ones are. It looks good to me, but also I play a lot of Sandstorm, so I like actually love that idea that, that it's kind of like very you know i want to see my i want to see this big fat tacked out beast of a weapon that i'm carrying at all times so (laughs) yeah personal preference
0: But yeah, like, like you're seeing now, sorry, podcast listener. Uh, Like you can see now in the video, it's showing some of the recon pictures he took of the airfield and stuff that he put in there. Uh, Talk showing dynamic weather now. And again, this is a game. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, definitely check out uh, the channel. If you just search road to Vostok, it's the first channel that pops up and follow along with the development process. You can also wishlist this on steam. uh, So when anything comes up like player demos and stuff, you'll find out about it on steam. Uh, But yeah, it's just, it's just looking really good. And uh is another thing you can check out if you're interested in it, but it's just looking really good. And he, uh, they were talking about how, um, they were going to show weapon and gunplay and stuff. And he hasn't missed any deadlines with these videos either. And I know, uh, that he's now doing uh, full-time development on it now. So in the last few months, it's been doing full-time. It was kind of a passion project, but uh, now he's able to devote some more time to it um so i think it's pretty cool
1: yeah this game looks awesome i know he was he was in chat um like last show or two shows ago we're gonna have to get him on at some point because um oh, yeah i mean the only thing i can say is like geez, like you know raven software what are you guys doing over there with these <laughs> yeah. garbage warzone updates this guy's making i mean like, i don't even know what to say it's a solo guy doing all this it's crazy so i mean what's going on with these AAA studios Especially uh, look like at Battlefield. Like, just turn it all over to this dude and let him fix the game. For God's sake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it makes sense. It, I feel like he's really smart with his scope too, right? Like, not not mm-hmm. too huh, scope, uh, not too overly ambitious about what he right. wants to do, right? It's a single right, player right. game. You have AI. Uh, I'm assuming you're kind of along a narrow road, so like you don't have to make a ton of acreage. Um, mm-hmm. it's talking about. Uh, the border in between Finland and Russia and kind of making your way through the environment survival and stuff and looting and stuff uh, as long as you make your way. And it just, it looks and sounds really cool, but I, I think it was really smart just to go with, you know, a single player game, not get crazy with multiplayer. Maybe it could, uh it could work out into something. Yeah. I think it's a lot of along the lines of kind of stalker.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited for this. This is uh I mean, this is a sleeper of a game, but every time we talk about it, um, like, I want to see more. So I'm really excited to see what he does with this game. Definitely going to keep an eye on it and hope, you know, eventually get our hands on it down the road. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play it because I, I it's going to be cool to see, especially you can kind of look back on the history of how the game got to where it is and then you actually yeah. get to play it. So you get, it's mm-hmm. I love the behind-the-scenes look um, on the videos are, are really cool, too. All right, the next... Quick shot, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Tarkov. Uh, the wipe happened and much like my opinion of the wipe, I didn't think it warranted its own actual like topic and discussion for a long, a long time. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed in it and it almost felt like the game was wiped just to get people excited and playing again. It didn't feel like the changes that they made while they're cool, there's stuff that needed changed. Uh, it didn't address any of the major issues and it didn't really add a lot of content. Uh, a lot of these changes I felt like could have been made without a wipe. I feel like we're almost to the point in Tarkov where they have to do that to get people to play it. And it's just a weird... It's just a weird thing to me to have a game that has to be deleted and reset to bring everybody back. And I, I don't know if that's a flaw in, in that gameplay loop that we're gonna see with DMZ or, or what, but I'm just doing the same tasks again on the same maps. And again, it's only like my second or third wipe of playing this game very much. And uh, I was just a little bit disappointed. I was hoping there was gonna be a lot of new things in, in the patch notes that they didn't show a lot of surprises. They do that sometimes and it just wasn't the case. They essentially changed some animations. They changed how lighting works. They changed how uh, NVGs work. They opened up that little spot uh, on the lighthouse and added some new items. But other than that, it really it wasn't a lot and i i might have got spoiled with like 1212 with voip and a new map and stuff like that but i just don't feel like they needed to do a whole wipe there's still issues uh the rubber banding is in netcode is as bad as ever uh the audio is still janky in a lot of spots um and yeah i don't know
1: yeah i mean i've only I've only put a handful of raids. I think my, I got to reoptimize my PC and maybe get some more Ram or something for whatever reason. Um, with all the updates, just like I'm, I, I've had one pretty decent raid, a couple there, and, but then some are just like so laggy. Like there was one on customs where, um, I was shooting and just, it was just so, I, you know, I was freezing and the audio was going and then it was like skip it and I got killed. There was, it was the worst leg I've ever seen. Um, that's probably on my end, but, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. The new weapons I was really excited for, and I still, you know, hope I can get some more game time in and, and maybe get them. But um, it's a lot of grinding. Is is the the issue I have with this game? Um, just a lot of grinding to get to the bare minimum to be able to get some of these weapons, um, do the traders, and again, like we talked about earlier, you're doing all the same quests over and over and over. Which you know, definitely I've been. I think I I started playing Tarkov in december 2020 so at this point i mean it's been two years for me um it's definitely like i don't really want to go back in and do all the same stuff again to get up to the flea market and the traders just to get kind of to the same spot right there's just i mean you're right the update itself eh, nothing i'm i don't play as much as you so it's nothing crazy I, the main thing i was looking at was the weapons which i still like i said i want to get my hands on but yeah i mean i it's it's tough man. Especially no, no no news on streets yet either. I think that's going to be a big one coming down the road hopefully. Um so there's just there's still a lot to come with that game and I feel like personally I'm just kind of waiting for that next couple big updates before I actually invest time cuz this game does you have to grind this game very hard and I mean that's something you know when you talk when we were talking about DMZ, you know, specifically cod creators it's like you need to if you were to jump into tarkov you would need to grind like crazy that's probably the main deterrent right which is why a lot of people enjoy watching it so DMZ would be a nice easy way to not have to grind like crazy but um, yeah you do need to put in a lot of time to tarkov um, and especially if you're going solo it can be can be tough so yeah. I don't know I, I definitely got to get more time in this wipe but yeah I hear you saying it's just not there's still definitely a lot of issues that you know we're not uh, ironed out with this wipe
0: yeah the other thing i was hoping for was the ai was gonna to get updated because like what they did with the rogues uh on lighthouse like they said they couldn't figure out how to make them tougher to deal with so they just cranked up the aim like they yeah. have aimbot essentially and will smoke you instantly and it would just be cool if they they worked on the ai a little bit i think that holds the game back a little bit along with the other things i said but tarkov has some stuff to figure out i think long term mm-hmm. because there's certain things that are just flawed mm. with that gameplay loop. I and, I, and it sounds like I'm bashing Tarkov and I'm not, it's a really cool game. It's a one of a kind game. And I devote a lot of time to it because I enjoy it. And it's, it's really neat. I have some, I mean, there's so much replayability with like, you never yeah. know what's going to happen in a raid. Like anything mm-hmm. can happen at any time. So, so it's a, it's a great game. Uh, but to, to have to delete everybody's progress so new players can get in to get people excited about playing again, I think is kind of a flaw. And then I know there's a lot of loot in the game that I'm picking up now that I need. That's really cool. Like you're finding stuff you need for your hideout. But once your hideout's leveled up and, and you're leveled up towards the end, there there's so much loot and content in the game that you don't give a shit about anymore. Mm. Uh, and I, I don't know how to keep that stuff... Uh, pertinent and useful and keep looting good because uh later in the game I got to where I had traders almost maxed out but I was done doing quests and I I really wasn't even looting that much I was just kind of running around chasing gunshots and yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Tarkov 1.0 looks like when they, when they allegedly put all the maps together, when the traders are on the maps, it's an mm-hmm. open world game. I don't know what they're going to do with wipes. I heard rumors that there's going to be, you'll have two characters. You'll have a server that doesn't wipe and you have a, like a perpetual character. And then you also have one that wipes every so often um, too. So, and then with arena splashed in there, I, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of uh, stuff to to keep an eye on, but I, I was just a little bit bummed with this wipe. I Think we're gonna see? It's gonna be interesting to see. I don't think it's gonna hold people's attention very long.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of already like out of it. I mean, I watch a couple creators to see like what G36 builds they're running, um, the new rifle dynamics, uh, AK AK builds, and things like that. But that's really the only thing I I care about, right? So am I gonna get in and grind just to try and get those guns and eventually try and level them up? Because for me, I the peak Tarkov for me is being able to. You know get a lot of loot get the flea market build the weapons i want to play with and go in um and i'm kind of like i can't do that until i get to a certain point and <laughs> yeah grinding to get there is something i just don't want to really do
0: yeah um and it hit me harder this time because last swipe was the farthest i've ever made it but i had some mm-hmm. really good guns and a lot of tricked out and fun guns to use and now i'm back to using the sks and like crappy <laughs> junk with crappy yeah. ammo and it's kind of annoying but everyone else is using it too and that makes it kind of fun at the same time so i yeah it's just a -a one-of-a-kind game that i feel like has some kinks to work out Mm -hmm. but i feel like they'll probably get there they're a lot of stuff
1: i i would eventually i mean honestly at some point someone in chat starcab said the unity engine is kind of holding them back i i've been thinking for a while you know at what point are they gonna bring everything to an updated or a new engine down the road you know maybe that's a, maybe that's a 10-year a stretch goal but eventually i would assume that would have to happen because they're still not really close to 1.0 like you said right so
0: yeah they updated to uh unity 2019 a couple wipes ago so they have done mm-hmm. unity uh engine upgrades okay uh, okay but which they said it would help them with new content and develop easier and stuff like that. They had better audio capabilities, and hmm. the, they put Steam audio in the game and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how it plays out. So the last quick shot before we uh, move on to chat Q and A, if you have a little bit of time for that, yep. um, is there's a game that came out out of nowhere. It's not really our cup of tea, uh, but just the way it took over Twitter and stuff like this video has like six million views on it or something like that yeah. uh it's a action figure shooter what the heck was it called again uh hypercharge uh, yeah hypercharge yeah. um yeah and it's it's just a really it's a cool concept uh again probably not my cup of tea uh but you're an action figure in a toy store so it's kind of like toy story uh and it kind of what was the movie you, you said
1: yeah toy soldiers from what was that early late 90s I think
0: and I thought I I thought I saw in one of the videos I thought I saw a skin that looked like one of the one of the I toy bet. soldiers from I that yeah. video or from that movie. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just really interesting. Every once in a while, uh, shooters come out that change things and do something different. And I think regardless of whether or not it's something that I would enjoy or I would play, it's still worth talking about and giving credit where it's due. Uh, that it's uh, something pretty interesting. It sounds like it's made by five developers. And I think it's coming to Xbox first, so they might be getting help from Xbox, maybe pushing it out. But it's just a, it's just a really interesting concept that I think should be talked about. And who knows, maybe, maybe it plays really well. I can tell you right off the rip that I, I'm not really too interested in like the setting and the theme and like the cartoony crazy stuff. But it might, it might play really well. So you never know.
1: Honestly, this is something you know I would, I wouldn't like probably ever play it on the channel or anything but this is something off off stream off videos uh, i could see myself hopping in once in a while and just like goofing around i mean it just looks like it looks like something i do want to jump in and like explore and stuff like that because it reminds me of like you said toy story the movie toy soldiers it's just like it looks it looks really really cool i mean and who didn't love toy stories growing up right so it's just like yeah. what what is there what is this we've only seen a little bit of this i'm curious what what it is as a whole it definitely it definitely has me interested
0: yeah it's definitely piqued my interest and there's so many things they can do right with throwbacks to to people that are like my age and stuff with Mm -hmm. like older toys and stuff and shout outs from toy story or that that movie toy soldiers and stuff they can do different things like that so it, it could be cool. There could be, I mean, there's endless possibilities for like Easter eggs and stuff like that. So it, it's, yeah. it's something to keep an eye on. It's kind of silly, I mean, but
1: also with rights and things like that. I mean, you could get like, I mean, I know Fortnite does it, but like, you know, toy, there's toys for everything. You know Star Wars, whatever. So if, oh they, yeah, it, it could be really, it could be very, very cool depending on how far you yeah, can go with it.
0: The, the collabs they could do with Marvel yeah. Universe and Disney yeah. and
1: like, star everything they could
0: do all kinds of stuff like wwe wrestlers and like yeah the sky's the limit with what they can do so it's something to keep an eye on i think i think i'm like you i think it's not something that my channel would probably enjoy but it's something like if you're kind of tired of grinding it out in tarkov or dmz or you know taking it serious if you want to just mess around and have some fun and see what's on the map
1: and yeah
0: that it looks like it could be the game to kind of unwind with Kind of silly. It,
1: exactly. It's like a, it's like a, it's exactly unwind, like a brainless fun. You know, there's not many games I can play these days where I just can go in and have fun without trying to be competitive and sweating it yeah. out and stuff. So, this is like one of those games where I'm not invested. I don't really care, right? Cause I'm a toy. So, it's, I just gotta go in there and goof <laughs> around. It is what it is.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, I think that sums it up for the quick shots. That was an awesome show. If you guys want to ask uh, any questions in chat, we answer those for just a little bit here. Uh, appreciate everyone for being here. Thank you. Chat was really active. And uh, it was a lot of cool stuff to talk about. I'll take my <laughs> quick shot hat off because we're not quick shot. There anymore.
1: you go. We even, I mean, we were even, I think we had Ralph in chat for a little bit too, which is pretty cool. So
0: yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We. It's like we have a celebrity appearance in chat every once in a while. It's pretty Yeah, neat.
1: right. For real.
0: I, um, yeah, so- that was
1: a, that was a great show. A lot of, a lot of good stuff there to cover. I, I'm excited for us to break that out. We'll have individual videos out on the, the scopes channel as well coming up. This yeah. Week.
0: So yeah, if you guys came in late or there's something that you might've missed uh, that scope channel over there has a lot of uh, clips and stuff that we talked about. We break some of these things out into more bite-sized pieces. So if you came in late or left early or something and just want some smaller cut uh, down versions of what we talked about on the show, those should be going out hopefully i have the vod up tomorrow i'll have the vod up tomorrow and then uh the podcast out on the audio platforms tomorrow too maybe even late tonight depending on how crazy i get um but yeah Milsim guy asked an awesome question i even had this in my notes to talk about did you guys watch the terminal list have you
1: i i saw um I saw my buddy Big Mike MW posting about it. I didn't realize it came out yet. So that's on my to-do list this week. Yeah, unfortunately, I was I was, I was out of town all weekend, so I missed it. But um, I, I heard you watch at least two episodes, right? How yeah,
0: you? yeah, I'm in episode two. I think you're really going to like it. It starts out right away hitting you in the math. Nice. Uh, so it's not a slow build or anything. It gets right into the action, uh, which I think is pretty cool. I'd, I'd recommend watching it. Uh, it. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely I, I, good. I, I've been waiting for it to come out, so I completely like spaced and missed it, missed that it came out. So uh, I meant to watch it a little bit last night, but maybe, maybe after we get off here, but definitely this week.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, there's asking about Doctor Disrespects game. I'll check that out real quick.
1: Um, yeah, Midnight Society. I didn't even, I didn't think we saw any gameplay or anything for that. Um, or really that many details. I wasn't really keeping too up to date.
0: Oh man, it, to be honest. Yeah, I I don't know, dude. <laughs> Most of what they posted today is about the variants, and it's about NFT cosmetics. Hmm. Um, it shows it's showing some of the variants, so some of the skins, okay. and then it's talking about how you can change your card, uh, body, helmet, visor, cortex, left shoulder, right shoulder, weather. And your item that you're holding. So that's essentially like your NFT card. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know. We'll keep an eye on it. I hope it plays well and I hope what Dr. Disrespect has said uh is uh is accurate that you don't have to do the NFT stuff if you don't want to and you can still play the game and uh it'll be uh playable either way. So if you don't wanna you don't want to NFT out, you don't have to. And uh, you can still play the game and it plays good, but uh, that's yeah, the stuff I... they posted on their Twitter today. I haven't oh, pulled that,
1: up. yeah, that looks pretty cool. I haven't been paying really any attention to this, I just know it's like something ongoing. Um, I but... saw some initial things way back when they first announced it, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the images there look pretty neat. Um, it's a really all I have to go on, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they uh they get some gameplay out soon. I, I would really like to see it. It's going to be interesting right. to, to see how a game with uh, Doctor Disrespect's name on it has right. uh, how it plays and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that on this uh, on this show for sure. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, but I mean, right now, man, it's a lot of NFT stuff. Talking about these. Uh, Acceptance emails into the variant database. That's the people that paid for the founders edition or whatever you get your own mm-hmm. custom card That's on the blockchain or whatever Yeah, I yeah. Have,
1: I just have no interest in NFTs or any of that stuff to be honest, but <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't really either Uh, yeah. StarCab, what, which game are you talking about StarCab uh, on the ill game? I I'm not 100% sure which game you're talking about.
1: Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what that is either.
0: I'm slow. I do see
1: a comment from Sergio here. Do you think Modern Warfare 2 gunsmith sliders will help make gun builds feel more unique for Warzone 2, unlike Warzone 1, where all the guns only have meta attachments, um, making other attachments for the guns more obsolete? That's a good question, Sergio. You know, we obviously haven't seen that, like some of the creators got the demo, so it's hard to say, you know, what the customization level is within those sliders and then what the actual change how those changes will actually impact your weapon when when playing um, but yeah I mean I think it sounds like to me it sounds like each attachment is going to have a specific purpose and it will fill that role within within that space of the slider um, I would I would want each attachment to do its own thing and have no relation really for the most part to other attachments we see a lot of attachments that essentially do the same thing and some doing better than worse so it's like, why would you use, you know, why would you use an operator foregrip in, in Warzone? You wouldn't. So um, I think the sliders will definitely, I mean, it seems like it'll be awesome for me. I'm excited to, to do it. Um, you know, it, it, it really is about how they implement it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, the potential's there. I mean, if, if you can right. fine-tune guns and stuff like that, that shouldn't mean that you can maybe find some sweet spot builds that are different than everybody right. else's. Right. I can't think of another way they would pull that off to get away from just having all-out metas like they do now, other mm-hmm. than having some fine-tuning adjustments like that where you can uh, kind of make your own thing and it can be a lot more uh, easily differ- differentiated from other mm-hmm. players. That's a tough word for me today, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think the potential's there, I, I and I hope so. I can't say for sure, but I, I really hope so. It allows you to tweak the gun to your play style.
1: Yeah, and I really think... I mean, I'm hoping for someone like me who has, a. Uh, I like to think I have a good amount of weapon knowledge, um, especially doing all the in-depth gunsmith for Modern Warfare 2019 and Warzone. I'm hoping it will give me like a leg up as far as like, will, will some of these things kind of mimic real life? And, you know, regardless, it will get, you know, it'll be something we can all get super in-depth with and, and customize our own stuff, which to me with fp modern military fps is like my favorite part right you look at like tarkov i love messing with the weapons uh, modern warfare Warzone, i i sit in my weapon customization gun bench there in Warzone and <laughs> do that more than i do play the game so it's always been my thing for a lot of games all the way back to like um battle of honor warfighter where you customize things so um regardless we're gonna have fun with it
0: yeah i think so and it sounds like um they're doing a really good job uh iterating on the original gunsmith which kind of changed the game on how much you could do to weapons originally and it sounds like they're taking it even further which is great And it's going to be great for your channel and like right up your alley so i'm i'm excited to see what you come up with in the lab and then lazy people like myself just watch your videos (laughs) and then Replicate it and good to go. But if if there's a slider where you can tweak stuff, I I might I might get into that a little bit, changing stuff. Yeah, man. The good thing is
1: everyone everyone can mess with their own thing. Like my, you know, I I'm always just gonna build like realistic stuff. But I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be just like the good thing is you can do. There's so much customization out there, and it sounds like it's gonna be very in depth. So, um, yeah, it's just there's something for everybody. It sounds like.
0: Yep. Cool. Well, guys, I honestly think that's a show. Um, A pretty good one. um, It's a great show. We talked about a lot of stuff. Thank you guys for coming along for the ride. Uh, Yeah, dude, so much to talk about. And again, when when we end these shows, I'm always worried about, oh, man, I hope enough stuff happens that we can talk about next week. But so far, it hasn't failed us. There's been no shortage of FPS news to react to and talk about. So we're going to keep doing that over here. Thank you guys as always for all your chats during the show and your questions. Like you guys always are super on point with your questions at the end of the show. Um, really, really appreciate that. It's fun to talk to you guys about that. And, uh, just, yeah, everyone that listens, listens and watches is really important to us and we appreciate it a lot.
1: Yeah. Thanks a lot, everybody. Really good show. And and the chat interaction is always great. I love, I love reading everyone's, uh, comments as we're as we're going through and talking about the topic so thanks a lot
0: yep all right guys have a good night we will see you in about six days we'll probably get back on track as long as it lines up just stay tuned uh, when the next show will be live we'll probably try to get back on track with mondays next week Mm -hmm. and uh we'll see you guys then see ya
1: take care